Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, May 25th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Stargaze Week 64 Creator Chat. Let's take a listen. Hope everyone's having a good Thursday today. We've had a jam packed week, and I'm excited to talk to the projects today. Hey, Seth, Sebi. Hey, Cosmos Kiwi. How are you guys? Hello. Hey, where in the world are you right now, Sebi? Hey, I'm in Vienna. Greetings from Vienna, oh, okay. Austria. I live in Austria. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I know when, um, already when evening started. here. Yeah. Yeah, I know when we first started chatting with your first project, I think you were in Brazil at the time, right? Yeah, exactly. I've been there for three months and just took the computer. And as you know, I'm more a physical artist. So this was the start in this uh, <laughs> journey with you guys. Yeah, it's been a little, a little over a year now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, now the third collection, m- more a one of ones now, but I call it the collection anyway. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I really like to be part of this. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Uh, all right, well, I'll go ahead and start off with some announcements and uh, let people pop on in when they, when they do. Um, so the, the main announcements for the week are there's a tokenomics uh, update. The signaling proposal is on-chain um, and consists of four different uh, proposals that, um, that will go through governance um, to um, change the tokenomics. Um, the main effect is that it will lower inflation. Uh, so have a look at that and uh, discuss further. Um, we had a community spaces on Tuesday uh, that has now been uploaded to YouTube as well. Um, feel free to listen to it and we'll have some more community spaces coming up. Um, I believe there will be a Spanish based uh, community space uh, next week. Uh, the, U, uh, the USD flow price for Constellations uh, collection, uh, the USD flow price has been added to the Constellations collection dashboard. Uh, so it gives you a, like a more constant readout. Um, the Pixel Wizards Rager contract has also passed and the game is live. Uh, so if you guys own a Pixel Wizard, go and check it out. Um, I have not yet been able to play it myself, but I am going to do it right after this. Um, and as you guys know, um, we were hacked on Discord and we had a lot of channels that were deleted. Um, and we are slowly rebuilding that back. So we can use you guys to come in there and chat and discuss. Uh, we had a lot of great content um, and conversations uh, that have unfortunately been lost. But that means we can just make some new ones. Uh, so with that, I'd like to uh, introduce the projects this week. We have Sebi and we have Cosmos Kiwi. Um, Let's go ahead and hear from uh, Cosmos Kiwis. This is your first time, right? Uh, yeah. Um, thanks for thanks for having us. Um, so yeah, I'm Tom from Cosmos Kiwis. Um, I'm here with my partner in crime, Queen Kiwi. Um, 
she might just stay in the background and uh, she's a bit of a shy Kiwi and uh, let me do the talking. Um, so yeah, do you want me to talk about the collection or just to say? Uh, yeah, um, why don't you, yeah, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about your background uh, and how you decided to launch this collection? Yeah, so um, I think some of the people in the Discord will know we, we had this idea over a year ago. Um, the idea originally came from Queen Kiwi. Um, she was quite touched by a particular YouTube video in which a, a cartoon Kiwi jumps off the side of a cliff. It's sort of nailed these trees horizontally um, to try and have the sensation of flying and uh, meets its end due to gravity, unfortunately. And um, this kind of concept of a, a flying Kiwi, um, sort of Kiwis with jetpacks and copters and hoverboards really, really grabbed us. And so we wanted to make this collection um and i had initially thought about launching it on terra um i was busy investing well not my life savings but you know as the DPEG happened thinking i'll become a millionaire and uh when when ust repegged and uh, we all know how that story went so retreated for a few months and got back into the space and eventually saw stargaze um really growing strong and lots of interesting things happening and so, yeah, we decided to to make a go of this collection, and um, it took us a lot longer to actually arrive at the final collection than we thought. It was a lot more involved, and all the all the collection sort of hand drawn on on the iPad and put together. And um, yeah, we just wanted to make a really fine collection. And there's a few uh, aspects of our launch and community, and um, trying to blend some DeFi into it as well um, that we've we tried to look into. And I can talk more about that later. Yeah, feel um, feel free to to chat about it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the art first? Um, how you came up with these kiwis and the the different traits and the layers behind them? Yeah, so I, I think obviously the fundamental concept is the the flightless bird that can fly. So the first thing was to come up with the the layer, you know, different ways that they could fly. So copters and jetpacks and things like that, and then became sort of as I was drawing them a bit more for. It became obvious that they were sort of military Kiwis and that they were, in fact, engaged in a war um, with lots of as yet undisclosed enemies. And just kind of started thinking about really, I used to do Warhammer back in the day. And so a lot of it, a lot of inspiration coming from different uh, different Warhammer clans like Orcs and things. And they've got lots of little interesting items on them. Um, I just wanted to make it sort of make sense. Um, so they could theoretically fly, but also not too serious. So, like, you know, some of them have, uh, I don't know, sort of road signs as armor, and um, one of them's got like an anglerfish as a helmet. And the key thing we also developed was sort of aspects of the story. So they are dependent on this fuel uh, called shroom shine. So, which is uh, basically uh, fermented mushrooms. It's, it's basically alcohol. And not only does it give them the sustenance and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're flying around sort of probably when they're over the limit, but also serves as a biofuel. So shroom shine is a key part. So there's lots of mushroom based, uh, things in the collection. Um, and there's sort of other aspects like, um, crystals. Um, so crystals are very important for, they form part of their electronics. And uh, they also used to refract light, and, and that might become an important part of their story later on when uh, their enemies appear. Um, are you the uh, artist behind it, um, or was that Queen Kiwi? 
Uh, so yeah, Quinky and I um, came up with the concept, and then um, I've done the artwork with with her together. Okay, great. Um, and so, is, is your background also as an illustrator, um, or how did you get into NFTs? Uh, no, my, my, I'm uh, not as not my background is not an illustrator. I used to I used to paint uh, Warhammer and used to do it sort of as a hobby. Um, but um, my my career is not that. And um, how do I get into NFTs? That's a good question. Uh, I'm trying to think, my first NFT I minted was probably on Polygon, and I think I've got rugged because I think I minted a clone of some. 3d kong and uh saw it was way below the floor price and thought this is amazing um so since then it's been you know got better um but yeah i've always been into cosmos and i was into terror initially and uh then terror collapsed and then yeah so um start i think on stargaze my first one i minted was an, an other world nft actually Okay, yeah, another recent project. Um, you said you had a, a DeFi component that you're working on, Cosmos Kiwis. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, so the the Cosmos Kiwis, um, I guess when I was, uh, I would have wanted to launch a collection initially on, on Terra, and I was seeing that maybe it would be interesting to attach a yield with the um, AUST, which is the anchor uh, UST to the project. Uh, so this kind of concept of combining the DeFi with the NFTs was something that I really liked, and a, and a few other projects on Stargaze have also been attracted to this idea. So we've got Yieldbots, um, Fuzzy Fuzzy Flies, uh, Otherworld. Um, these projects uh, have also got uh, Yield, and I think uh, Skymonks as well. They've got their NFTs backed by a real value, uh, and so the DeFi aspect of of our project is that I wanted to combine these two things. On them ought to have a yield, but also to be backed. And the key problem I saw with backing the NFT was that if you back it with a certain value, you have to burn the NFT to access it. And so, you know, kiwis are an endangered species, probably shouldn't be burning them. So I thought, is there a way of splitting the backing and the yield? And so, in our project, the majority of the mint, I think over 60%, is going to go to a war chest. Uh, 50% of the war chest will be state stars and every Kiwi that you hold will receive um, the yield from the state stars um, every three months. We'll do a snapshot and we'll, we'll send the stars to the, to the wallets that hold the Kiwis. The other part of it is the, the backed. And so we can liken this to the prison protocol and we've got the principal and the yield and the backing is the principal. If you mint five Kiwis um, by the snapshot date, that forms a crew and if you this crew then gets a key and the key will be a separate collection and we'll airdrop it to people who hold the five kiwis and the key will be backed by the other 50 percent of the war chest and that's going to be comprised mostly of st atom which is liquid state atom a uh, small portion of liquid state stars currently st stars and then state stride as well and the idea is that key because they're liquid state derivatives majority of which will auto compound and that the value of that key should go up over time the key also those the holders of the key nfts is only going to be a maximum of 200 uh, in existence which is the thousand NF, uh, kiwis divided by five crews and the key nfts will you can burn them uh, to access the underlying backing but we're hoping to people will hold on to them because that key will get you airdrops from our future collections and 
a portion of revenue from the future collections will also go into the war chest for the, the keys. And so the war chest for the keys will grow over time and the backing of the keys will grow over time. And it's, we kind of see it as sort of a share in our uh, project or sort of enterprise going forward. So we've got lots of plans for other collections and how we can really bring value and entertainment to our community. And and so, yeah, that's the essentially the, the headline is keys are the principal, the backed value, and then the kiwis are earning a, a small yield as well. And um, they're just sort of cool artwork that I think people will hopefully resonate with. Yeah, the the art is really great, and you have um, almost like a, like a gamification component uh, built into it as well. Uh, I've also seen you um, collaborate with uh, a lot of other projects, like in, including the Pixel Wizards recently. Um, what was your purpose in um, collaborating with people? Sorry, I think you I, you broke up there. What was it like collaborating? Yeah, yeah, because I, yeah. I think you you made a couple of like um, like more than a handful of collaborations, right? Yeah, it was really fun. Um, I mean, everyone in Stargaze is really open and um, really easy to work with. And um, there's such a great sort of culture of collaborating um, between different projects. And I think it's really been really fun to add um, traits from different projects into our collection. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting looking back in a couple of years' time on the collection and, and seeing sort of a snapshot, almost like a snapshot in time of which collections um, were around and which collections uh were really sort of important to the community and um yeah it's been super fun to collaborate and uh, i think it's really important and kiwi is obviously up to collaboration actually we've already had a collaboration in yield bots um the baby bots had a, a baby kiwi in uh in in their hand and uh yeah i had to buy one i didn't i didn't get airdropped one which i which i was disappointed but um yeah i, I was happy to then get that off the marketplace but yeah collaboration is a really essential part of stargaze it's really good to see yeah, it is. Yeah, we've um, grown an organic, collaborative community. Um, the collections help each other out, and a lot of them are even on the call right now. Yeah, hey, I can see a few. Yeah. Um, uh, let's go in here from uh, Sebi about his new project. Hey, Sebi. Hey, guys. Yeah, I mean, as you know, I had these uh, pretty big uh, collections before, and uh, this time it's different. I have one of ones. It's only twenty five pieces and they are um, halftone drawings um, I did with a robotic drawing tool on physical paper so these pieces actually exist and uh, there are there is a maybe the main target or the the, the, the idea I wanted to work around uh, was the realms of the digital and the, and the analog world so coming to the digital world world as a creator in the analog and physical world uh, was kind of interesting for me, right? So um, all of these pieces um, make uh, use of uh, media that's already there. So it's actually a, a kind of a remix or mashup uh, of existing imagery. And um, I built a... Um, um, uh, like I coded with a with a um, uh, developer, I coded a tool that's called uh, Wheel of Fortune, and uh, with this tool, I pick random pic pictures of my collections, like image collections I have for certain things, like women with gun, or uh, like from art history because I studied art history. I have a huge collection of art history paintings, so I try to incorporate them and make use of uh, the random component. 
and so it's it's uh, it's paintings. It's actually paintings, and uh, I think that um, <clears throat> one of ones are um, not as 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 many as there could be, should be on Stargaze, and I'm happy to contribute something to this smaller <laughs> group of of NFTs. Yeah, you know, uh, for the people that may not be familiar, could you tell us a little bit about your background as well as an artist um, and and the other project you made? Yeah, sure. Uh, so since 20 years, I, I turned 40 soon. Since 20 years, I, I work as an artist. I live off my paintings. I live off uh, doing huge murals, uh, wall paintings, and of commission work for uh, canvases. For example, I have a three and a half meter by two almost two meter painting right in front of me the studio is stinky from spray paint so just to give you a feeling where i'm standing right now and this commission goes to the uh, um, collector so i'm i'm really in the physical world of art and um as I said, I, I, I worked my way up since 20 years. And um, yeah, I mean, digi the digital realm, um, I, I didn't want to close this door in front of me. So I, I went into that. And as we talked in the, be in the beginning, um, I've been one of the later, but still maybe Genesis creators on Stargaze. I was picked uh, from the team. And um, uh, this was a huge uh, opportunity. Thanks again for that. And it was great to bring out this this, um, let's say, uh, pieces from the classical artwork to the to the new art world that's growing right now in the NFT space. Yeah, your your first collection was um, was physically based with right? that the the mass collection. Exactly, then, uh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for for um, half a year, I, I made a plaster mask of my face every day. And then I reused these um, um, photographs to uh, generate 5,000 NFTs that were sold uh, through Stargaze in the, in the beginning. And uh, yeah, I'm happy they are out there and living and doing something and making people happy collecting them. Yeah, we've had, uh, we've had some artists that have gone from like one of one collections to like, you know, larger, more generative collections. And you've done the opposite approach right you've gone yeah. from the, the <laughs> collection to like smaller fine art collection yeah i mean i started with what i saw was like the thing to do with the nfts but then i i, I was digging deeper and deeper into the space and found out that there is also this one of ones uh and and as i'm a painter i paint a painting you know it's one piece you work a um a certain amount of time on <clears throat> and and that's why i think um maybe going stepping back a little bit after going a little bit far yeah with with huge collections i think uh, it was good for me as an artist to start just step back and do something that's more um of a, of a classical painting right and and put it out there and see what's going to happen with them yeah so uh, and, yeah go ahead yeah yeah, there's another uh, uh thing if if you if you own one of these nfts you get uh a physical one of 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 this collection for twenty five percent off. So, just a little thing I, I want to give with them, you know. So, um, it's really my interest of connecting these two worlds a little bit. Yeah, and these are actually quite large prints, aren't they? Uh, these things are a hundred by seventy centimeters, so they're good for a 
for a wall that's not too small. And um, then I made good repro, repro photos of them. So even doing a print of them with the resolution I, I, I put out there uh, is, is possible. And, and um, so you're free to do that, right? And um, yeah, they're pretty, pretty big. I mean, not as big as my stencils go, <laughs> but they're big, as big as a robotic drawing goes, <laughs> I think. Right, yeah, they uh, they they look great. Um, is there is there um, um, when did you do, when did you start working on this project? And I started yeah in two thousand and two. I started to um, dig into this robotic drawing stuff. Since I work with half tones, um, they look a little bit like my other work. So that's the connection to all my work, like the the red string through my work. And um, so the first pieces were created in 2002, and the second half of them about uh, was created uh, during this year. So um, I just um, went on creating till I had a good patch of pieces to go out and, and put them out as NFTs. Right. Um, I, I think I saw some, some anime maybe in there as well, part of the collage. Yes, 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 of course. I love Japan. <laughs> And of course, they are in my media collections, and uh, the randomizer luckily put me some nice girls out there in my in my paintings. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's funny because this randomizer tool, the Wheel of Fortune, looks like um, uh, one armed bandit. I think it's the same in English. Yeah, and uh, it's it's um, uh, the the media is just going by on the screen like in this speed, chup, 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 and then I push a button and one stops. So I, I used to use this tool to do paintings, actually, not the ro robotic dr uh, drawings, but paintings. And um, uh, this tool I use since 10 years. So I, I reused it for this purpose to do, to do the um, uh, draft on the computer and then go to the um, machine and have it, have it drawn. But still, it's not just going there and pushing a button. It's... Um, there's like 10 layers in some of them doing different stuff so it's it's more like a painting like uh, physically uh, dealing with what's coming out and then picking the, the good pieces in the end yeah it's certainly a process so if people yeah, don't own, <laughs> if people don't own the nft they can still um get a print from you right um, I, I don't repeat them. They're uh, one of ones, so I cannot actually push the button and have it done again. It's impossible. It's there is because the lines of the pinball uh, is 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 not doing the same thing every time, you know. So it's it's more like a painting that you cannot actually repeat, but you can print, of course, the photo of the original pinball drawing. That's possible, of course. But you can do that by yourself. If you own the NFT, you have a repro quality uh, JPEG, and you can go out there and and have it printed. Of course, you can. Oh, okay. So, uh, so from what I understand, is that you've created, you've already like um, uh, made twenty five of these um, physical um, images, right? You already yes, have yes. them, and, and they're meant to only go with the people, the owner of the NFT. Oh no, not no. It's not. Some of them are already sold. So the deal is, you can commission me for a piece of the same, um, with the same mechanics, with the same approach of of painting, as as uh, to speak. Um, because I have exhibitions with these pieces already, and they're 
they're out there in the physical world already. And now as NFTs, you just get a reduced price if you commission me for one piece. What I do if a customer comes or a collector comes, um, they give me three words, for example, and I try to make an uh, paint a painting with with this information they give me. So that's that's how it evolved around these uh, robotic drawings right now. Okay, understood. Great. And um, and what will the the cost of uh, one of these physical pieces be? <laughs> they're more expensive than the NFTs. Actually, they're um, right under three thousand uh, euros. <laughs> Okay, got it. And if you own an yeah. NFT, you get a twenty five percent discount of that. Exactly, exactly. But it's uh, handmade. It's a long process, and uh, you know, I have a career behind me, so I have a price uh, level reached already for uh, my physical work, and that's where I am right now. And this might change and go up, so I don't know. That's that's what it is right now. Okay, great. Thanks a lot. Um, all right, guys, let's open up the floor for questions uh, for Sebi and Cosmos Kiwi. If you guys have any questions or comments, please pop up and we'll get you answered. All right. Uh, in the meantime, while people come on up, uh, Cosmos Kiwi, can you, can you tell us um, what you learned from this process of creating an NFT collection? This was your first one, right? Like, what were any hurdles you had to overcome or anything you'd do differently? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. Um, I guess, um, I guess I didn't appreciate how long, uh, one of ones take. So I, I mean, I've seen recently, I think Cosmos Ape Alliance have done lots and lots of one of ones and they're very important to a collection. Um, but they really, yeah, they really are something special and they really do take a long time. And so probably if I was to redo it again, I would try and go back and, and do a few more one of ones. Um, but I think we are can I can bear that in mind for future collections. I know one of ones are really important to the collectors and the communities. Um, so that's number one. I think that goes into the overall thing of things take twice, three times, four times longer uh, than you think they will, just in terms of the creative process and and the sort of metadata and and generating the right sort of balance between the rarities of the traits and, and all these things are, I guess, something that I've never done before. Um, so yeah, I think, um, lots learned and community building, I guess is something that also has been, is quite new to me. I've never set up a, a discord server until this project or a Twitter page and, and sort of, hello. Hi. Was that rugged or? No, no, we can hear you. Oh, okay. Um, so community building and um, trying to f sort of getting feedback from the community about what they what they like and what they want. And, and it's been really, really fun, that part, actually. And I wish I'd got into it a lot sooner. I wish I'd probably started a year ago. Um, so, yeah, I think the main lesson is start now because uh, things take a long time. And, um, you know, you've got lots of skills to learn, lots of people to meet, lots of fun to have. So, yeah, start start early. So yeah, is, would that would you say that's your best piece of advice for people wanting to create a collection? Yeah, I think that the you know there's lots of really easy tools out there, lots of um, advice in the community. People really willing to um, you know, there's a really active community that are always on the lookout for new projects, and if there's something interesting, they'll share it, and it's really kind of 
I guess a fertile ground to really explore new ideas. So if you you know want to you know explore an idea for collection, um, I think Stargaze is a really good place to do it. If you want to talk about ideas for collection, then feel free to sort of message me if you think that I can um, you know give some feedback on the ideas. I think yeah, start early and don't be afraid to um, be judged for your idea. I think this is a really friendly and welcoming community and um, yeah just a great place to be yeah thank you very much um yeah i'd like to now now's a great opportunity to give a shout out to stardy alcadeta sirkin uh and falcon who are in here right now who help projects and careers launch every single day so thank you guys and i'm sure i'm sure they helped you out a lot too yeah we had a lot of conversations i'm sorry guys it's probably a bit frustrating um yeah you guys have been amazing thank you so much that's oh, so for um uh, real quick how, how many traits do you have like how many individual pieces that you have to draw for your collection because it seems very detailed and intricate um yeah i don't actually have a number on the top of my head how many traits that i drew um yeah there's a thousand thousand pieces um i don't have that number on top i kind of just you know would do bouts of drawing and then stop a bit and then think oh i've got this idea I'll, I'll draw this and oh it'd be cool if they had a boom box i'll draw a boom box and yeah it kind of just evolved quite quite naturally i didn't have like a set list at the start of things that i wanted to do you know i needed to have 40 uh 40 of x and 20 of y in order to have this size collection i kind of just added to it organically as um you know over the weeks and over the months um until i got to this and i think like any art uh, you know, this could I could keep on adding forever, but you've got to draw a line in the sand and sort of put it out there. And there's always opportunities for more collections and more ideas. So, yeah, that's that's part of artwork. It's never really, it doesn't really ever feel finished. But um, yeah, it is finished now. It's live. People are minting it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, one one hundred percent. Yeah, you uh, you never really finish. You just kind of yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks a lot. Uh, hey, Tinder and Timmy. Uh, you are up. Welcome. How's it going, guys? It's um, going great. Yeah, I had a question, I guess, both for you, Ruan, on the technical side, but then also for both of the guests up here, especially Kiwi. Um, like, kind of specifically on what you just said about, you know, somewhere you have to draw a line in the sand. Um, I'm a bit of an NFT noob when it comes to the like underlying text. So maybe this is already a thing or this might be a dumb question, but I've long wondered like if, if there's something holding us back or like the concept of being able to add to a collection after its initial launch or mint, especially for one of one things like this, that could be slow to create or even maybe like custom commissioned, like, it would be cool if after the initial launch, someone could come to Kiwi or, or Seb and say, hey, I want this specific custom, whatever, but I still want it to be part of the collection. So like once it's made, it could be added to the chain and marketplace, but not be a new collection, like added to a pre-existing one. So, so I guess the question is, yeah. is the tech there? And then would you guys use that for Sebian uh, Kiwi? Thanks for the question. <laughs> Uh, so, um, so we do have the one of one mentor where you can do that. Um, so the the way that works is there is no like primary sale, like there is no vending mentor. So um, the creator would create the one of one, 
um, and it would get dropped into their wallet, and then they would be able to list it directly onto the marketplace. Um, and I do know that Fuzzy Flies has is already using utilizing this uh, for their one of one collection. So they'll take uh, they'll take commissions from people you know who want like their own custom fly. Uh, then they will create it and mint it and drop and send it over to. Um, uh, to the owner, so that's possible. Um, if you're you're talking probably like an appendable vending collection, we did look at that. Um, I, I think Wait, no, I might be talking about what you just described. Uh, let me just ask like a follow up question. When you say one of one minter, as okay, in, um, sorry, so like ahead. let's, let's use my 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 Joe collection for an example. Could I go add another Joe? To that collection after the fact with the one of one mentor no that's not how it works uh, no that would be it, it would be a separate collection um yeah, so okay. at, at the you. moment you can't add to like a vending like a 10k collection um or like gotcha. you know like one of those larger collections yeah um that that has been a request um we did look at doing that um it just changed like the rarity right so Whenever, whenever you add another NFT with different characteristics, it changes the rarity, and it could also like change like the like kind of like the value and the meaning of the other pieces in that collection. So it's something that like the creators and the collectors would have to be aware of. Um, I, I like it maybe has been a request. Be... I'm sorry, I was going to say maybe no, it'd be no, like no, a no. choice. Like when you make a collection, you can pick one of two types. That way, it's right. you know public yeah. to the community. They know this is a type of collection where new ones could come in. Like they know that going into buying it. Exactly. Well, then there's also like possibly a way to migrate the collection, right? So like you can create your collection and say that hey, I'm not going to add anything more, and then you can migrate that collection and start adding more, and then you know like how does that change like the the relationship with the with the community as well as like the the rarity and um, you know value of the objects that have already been minted. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it definitely has been a request because uh, I'm guessing you want to add some more Joes, maybe? <laughs> um, no, actually, just something that's come up for a number of reasons. Like, um, well, actually, at first, like when the Joe V3 thing launched, I was like, oh, it'd be cool if I could just add these to the original collection. But no, don't have anything in particular in mind there. More so just was listening to like Kiwi talk here. And these types of collections are just kind of different than like mass uh like pfp collections in that um yeah i wasn't thinking anything personal for myself but for something like his project it'd be very cool if you know a year down the road i could get my own new kiwi but it's still part of that collection so it's part of that community and family and such yeah no for sure i understand um yeah sebi yeah do you want to yeah add yeah exactly that is what i actually need for this collection right i started with 25 people and as you said in your question already if there's somebody commissioning me for a piece and um even if it's just an nft piece yeah you give me three letters and i produce that thing or if if you buy the physical work or whatever we way we we go uh, there's a new NFT. Even if if I if I sell a physical new one, I can say there is the NFT on Stargus as well. I can drop it to your wallet, you know. So, but what I wanted or would would think would be best for the project in my case, in 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 this twenty five plus uh, case, would be to have it in the in in this one collection, kind of adding it afterwards. First the vending, and then I I, I don't think if. <clears throat> 
if I make one of ones and put them on the market, okay, they are there, but they're they're not. If you if if you go into this collection, they are not part of this. So that that would be beautiful if I can do that anyhow. Sebi and Kiwi, do do your guys NFTs have like attributes in the standard way that like you know board ape yachts and such do, or not so much? Uh, I have I have uh, chosen not to have rarity for this collection. My other collections have a lot of attributes, doing a lot with rarity, but this one uh, are one of ones. I don't want them to be in 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 in, in yeah. fight for the first uh, place. You know what I mean? Each so of them is, I, I is, is, is wonder, the same value. Yeah, I almost so wonder I, I put, if you could. I, I, I put I put attributes that don't match. Or match 100%. So there is no very uh, rarity in the end. And uh, for example, I have um, measured the uh, meters the drawing tool actually draws. So you have the attribute of the meters the drawing tool did. So for example, 2,500 meters of, of pinball uh, drawing on the paper. And you can zoom in and see each line of them. <laughs> so it's a very uh, artsy uh, thing. But I, I didn't want them to be in, in any rarity uh, score or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess you could, just to go back to your first question, you could, I guess you could launch a collection as a one of one collection, um, but you'd have to, and then that would give you the ability to add more place down the line, but you'd have to, I think you'd have to do it individually. So I'd have to upload, you know, I don't think it'd be suitable for a large collection. You'd have to upload each individual each individual NFT and that would take, I think, a long time. Um so yeah, that that that's how you probably keep it open to adding new new NFTs to the same collection. And that could be possible for a smaller collection, I guess. But for th- I think a thousand it might you, not be practical. Could you maybe do a workaround where you launch a collection of like the maximum number, let's say like 10,000. Uh, but the image for them all is just white and blank and you self mint them to yourself. And then as you develop the one of one art pieces, you go and replace that white image on IPFS or on uh, NFT storage or wherever you're choosing this, right? And then do, would that potentially be a workaround? I know that defeats some of the purposes of NFTs, but for collections that don't have attributes and rarity and are really just art-focused, could that be a solution? Um, yeah, you know, that's, in, that's an interesting idea. It's basically mint and reveal, right? And so that is going to be an option now with, uh, with V2 Mutable that's currently on-chain. Uh, you can do that with, I think, the V1 collections right now. Um, but in general, for like the, these one-of-one pieces, and I think Sebi and I may have talked about this, about this collection as well, um, if you're not really doing a whole, like one-of-one one uh, pieces generally don't have rarity, right? They're individual pieces and they're completely like bespoke out of any other collection. So it makes more sense to do them as that kind of one-of-one. There's only like 25 pieces here, right? The vending minter uh, is really meant for, to be these like larger like collections, you know, 500 or 1,000 plus uh, pieces. The, the main reason we didn't go with the, um, that one-of-one type uh, collection with the minter is because we're still waiting on the, the timed auctions, the live auctions, like the eBay-style ones. So for, for these very like individual bespoke pieces, it makes sense to auction them off um, on like a timer, right? So the market really 
will decide what it is because they're not um, really related to any other pieces. Y yes, Abby? Yeah, I totally understand. But in the end, it's always nice to put them all in the same box. So even if the name, the, you cannot use the same name, right? So, but I have a collection name. Thanks, DHX. And I would rather love to keep them in the same uh, box in the, with the same name, you know, than putting a, a two or a second part or whatever uh, next to it. You know what I mean? So this this is just more beautiful. It's yeah. Yeah, no, no, I I agree, and this is something that uh, we've had some requests on. Like for example, like the Anya collections, right? And the Women from Cosmos, they have different parts. So uh, that's something we can do on the front end, or you know, like create another contract that connects all of the other collections together. So you're able to basically view them at least in the front end, or they can all be in the same place basically um de de definitely something we had requests for and something that's on the on the roadmap but i can't give you a time oh wow that, that's great to hear so you, you i think it's important for some artists artists that are um more the one of one artists or more classical artists this would be uh, great to have the opportunity to to have them at least um uh, in the front end uh, visually uh, uh, put in one in one place I think this is I also this is like helping me realize how fundamentally different uh, like collections can be um, because like what we're talking about being able to add to a collection or change the image with my workaround that actually kind of fundamentally undermines like the benefits of crypto and why NFTs got popular and that it's immutable it is exactly what it is but like this is just helping me see there's two totally different camps. There's people that might want to use NFTs more as a utility or like collectible type thing, like trading cards where there's a certain amount ever, but then completely like separate from that, there are ones that are doing it more for the art side and want more of the dynamicness to add over time and such like, and both groups should definitely be catered to, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Creators are going to be creative. And uh, we'll creators are going to be creative. I like yeah. that. All right. All right. Cool, guys. Um, uh, any any questions for Sebi and Cosmos Kiwis? Uh, please pop up, guys. This is a great conversation. Thanks for bringing this up to me. Uh, Sebi, do you have any advice from creators who for creators who may have made larger collections and now coming into smaller collections like this? Um, what can I say? I mean, uh, the, the the most beautiful part in in doing art is the creation process. So whatever you create, this is great. Uh, but from from going down from a huge collection to smaller ones, um, what can I say? The the uh, the advice was for me. It was more easy to use the studio, maybe from the technical side, uh, because first I, I I I I'm not a programmer, so I had to learn all these command line things. Uh, was not that hard, but um, you you have to deal with it. But now you have the studio, and this is I mean this is streamlined. This just is so nice and and great. And even for my for my bigger collections, I I just uh, changed some. Uh, in the in the metadata 
files and uh, this even worked uh, out for me as a non uh, programmer so um uh, just create and 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 be part of this beautiful community i mean what can i say the advice is uh, just do it <laughs> yeah you heard it guys just do it um and yeah and and again the one of one uh, mentor uh, makes it much more accessible for anyone to create anything like the in the the price to create it is only 250 stars and five stars for every nft that you add so it's an easy way to just play around with it and, you know create an nf create a collection and nft and put it out there and especially if it's an individual piece uh there's no reason not to give it a shot um did i understand right if i if i don't use the vending minter what i did for these 25 pieces because it's just fun to get a random one of these 25 pieces right so this was the right decision but if i do the one of one minter i can add to this one yep that's correct um each oh. nft add will be five stars okay i got it so you go into in the studio you, you go into this collection and you just add another one Yep, that's it. One hundred percent. Well, well, thanks. Uh, and and I believe you could even add the individual metadata within Studio for each of them, so you don't have to like have um have a JSON ready. Great oh, to hear. Uh, thanks. Just to just to go back to that, um, you talked about you can ch you can change the IPFS JPEG for an NFT. Is that is that accurate or? I, yeah, I actually I, don't know. I, I just I just I changed the metadata file, so I think this would be also true for the images. Um I, I think in yes. the metadata it has a URL, right? So yeah. you would just change the URL to your new image. Yeah. So could so could you then I guess you could then I don't know, you for example, lots of people no, lots of that doesn't sound right. Because otherwise no. how are NFTs immutable at all? Exactly. Uh, well, exactly, right? So NFTs aren't really meant to be changed, but people needed to do that. So we created a method to do that. Um, so yeah, th there were metadata issues, right? Like a bunch of the original V1 collections did. Um, I know said you, you had an issue, you had a collection uh, issue, Women from Cosmos did, and plenty of other ones. So this helps correct those. Uh, but yeah, you're right, it, did. it does not make it um immutable it's now immutable so right you can freeze it afterwards what i read i uh, i believe so I, I i don't know the technical details um that's that's a great question for circuit <laughs> if you want to come up here and uh and discuss that um but yeah so it, it opens up like mint to reveal right so like on ethereum i don't believe they have random minting because gas fees are so high uh, so they do mint and then reveal and, and change like the uh, change change the link. So can you also change the? Say you had a collection with the metadata and all the different traits. Can you an individual NFT? Can you change the the metadata just entirely and and then also change the image? Yep, sure can. Yeah. So like just to make sure I'm, I'm getting this straight, I could go replace a json which is what the metadata is for one of the nfts in the joe collection 
and have it point to a different URL of a totally different image. And that's what would show up now for that, that NFT. Yes, uh, I believe that's right. Uh, sir, can you give me a thumbs up if that's correct? But I'm, I'm pretty sure that's it. Because that's, that's super bearish, right? That's awful. That, that doesn't seem good. Oh, that's great. It, it's good for your particular case of being an artist, but not for the majority of NFT collections that treat them like tokens that are like immutable and they have faith in what they are and how many there's ever going to be. Like that's, that's kind of concerning to hear. That should be a feature, but it should not be available to everything, I don't think, unless I'm missing something. But but if mm. if if the IPFS uh, get taken down, I'm not sure. But you can lose the image at all, like the whole thing, right? Or am I wrong? Correct. But I think IPFS is something kind of like a blockchain, where no one single point of failure can shut it down. On my, like I got some NFTs dropped and uh, in my in 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 my um, wallet, and uh, one of them didn't show a picture and no metadata, nothing. So I just burned it. So what was this thing? I, I can like I can't make a rhyme out of that. Sorry, uh, what was your question? Um, uh, somebody like sometimes if you're a creator, you get some NFTs uh, dropped in your wallet, right? So that's fine and that's nice. But at the same time, I had one I, I, I burned today that didn't have an image and no metadata in it. So I was wondering was what this was, and I just burned it. Just because of the IPFS problem that's maybe occurring when the files get lost or whatever. And like we're talking about what an NFT is, right? We are in the core of the thing. Uh, immutable, is it? If there, if there is something like a... Uh, empty uh, shell in 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 my wallet. That's the question. Um, yeah, it, it could be very well that there's a pinning issue uh, for the image, um, or it was just deployed incorrectly. There is an issue in the metadata. It's hard to say exactly uh, what the issue was, but yeah, sometimes if uh, um, if an image has recently been like um, sent to IPFS, it'll take a while for it to be retrieved, uh, and so that's kind of why we also recommend for you to. Um, uh, put all your assets on IPFS first, uh, like do it through testnet because it'll take a while to pin. Yeah, I, I have another question for on, on this topic. Um, for example, I put my, my all one uh, purple edition collection that's uh, 41 plus gigabytes um, and that was too, too big for Pinata or any free service. So I put it to um, nft.storage and this is a free service as well but now they were going to charge something per year for utilizing their service so I was wondering if if this, if I don't pay that as a creator will all my collectors lose their NFTs I, 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 I'm just wondering if you know uh, I don't think they will lose their NFTs but I, I don't think it'll get recalled as fast uh, I have to look into that more but we're also looking at a redundancy layer as well with a service uh called jackal it'll just be slower but it'll be a, an, another place to store your data um but yeah so stuff that doesn't get used as often it'll just take a while for it to be retrieved through ipfs um Stardy, you're up do you have anything to add to this hey guys i just wanted to clarify something so we have like 
a binning service for our collections in Stargate. So even if like your your service on IPFS isn't working, uh, you won't have to worry too much because we have it on Stargate. So just to just to clarify, first happy. Thank you so much for telling me this. Um, but um, it was an issue I didn't understand. We are in a new waters, right? So good, good to hear you're aware of this. Probably a problem of tomorrow. If you think in ten years or something, you know, if you pay for a service for ten years, maybe you you're not there anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, I, I was wondering. And but if if you have a redundancy uh, uh, in mind to do that, to have them collected somewhere else on a different uh, storage, that sounds beautiful to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then um, even within Studio, we might uh, find a way for creators to be able to, you know, um, pay for that redundancy or to add more to to IPFS. Uh, definitely, definitely something we we actually chatted about just even earlier today. Um, and then uh, there was a question about the mutable stuff as well. Um, what was the question on that? Maybe that was Timmy. That uh, I, I hope we answered your question. <laughs> um, does anyone? Else Go ahead. I think the discussion was: Is it? It's not immutable, okay. right? It's not immutable. I think that was the discussion. If you can, if you can change the metadata and the IPFS. Uh, so, so the thing is, um, to have it mutable, you will have to choose like to deliver the project as mutable. So, for those that were immutable at first, right, everyone. Uh, you will have to migrate to that mutable um, contract. So it's not automatically. And yeah, it, it needs to be like a choice by the creator to do that. So, so Stargaze has a, I guess, two different uh, systems. One is immutable and one is mutable. Yes, yeah, um, so uh, the the contract is still launching. I think it was released like a few minutes before the spaces. Uh, so it's not uh, like launching yet. It's it's a proposal. Uh, but yeah, we will have like two different types of collections to deliver. Like you can you can deliver it as immutable, and I think I think. The fee will also be different for mutable because like it's a premium feature. So probably will cost a little bit more to have mutable. Okay. Because I think it turned into to me's question was if they're immutable all mutable, then does that mean that kind of uh I guess defeats the purpose of the NFT? But I guess you can kind of opt in to a mutable contract, is that right? Uh, yeah, I, I can't really say about like the NFT, you know, <laughs> uh, purpose, but yeah, uh, it, it needs to be like chosen by the creator. It, it's not automatically and, you know, every, every update needs to be unchanged. So yeah, okay. not sure if that answers the question. <laughs> yeah, I guess the analogy I was thinking when I asked that is like, so I, I know, for example, there's a Magic the Gathering playing card that's worth like $50,000 or something. And it's worth that because it's the only one in existence that's like that and because it's never going to change. It's a physical card. 
Um, and that's kind of the beauty that I thought NFTs were tapping into. Um, so it, it's phenomenal to hear that Stargaze has both options because that's the best of both worlds. It just scared me for a moment when it seemed like, wait, all NFTs on Stargaze are mutable. Um, but having both options is the best because there's definitely pros and cons both ways. Yeah, I think ultimately it boils down to what the creator wants to do, right? Because the creator is the admin of the contract and they can choose whether or not to change it or not. So there's still some there, there's still some level of trust that goes in there. Yeah, I mean, sure, I guess a creator could completely rug the collection, right? And then just completely like wipe all the metadata. But like, what's the value in the creator to do that? Like, I guess some people just want to see the world burn. But uh, it's, I think like it's the easiest. The easiest solution would maybe just be have some icon that is shown in the corner of all collections and profile pictures that indicates if that collection is mutable or not. So if you see that icon, just know like the creator could change it. You know, maybe that's a benefit because that's how the project's designed. But if you don't see it, you know, like this thing's never going to change. This is a locked in kind of classic NFT. I think it could be as simple as just adding a little icon or something like that. Yeah, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this story, but any creator can have the option to change their um, change their metadata or anything, right? Because they are the admin of the contract. If oh, wait, they uh, migrate, if they migrate to the contract that is updatable, yes, it's not like you go to studio and uploads and upload a new, you know, uh, right. I guess you need to first migrate and then you can upload it. Does migrating have to go through governance or is that something I could do on my own without anyone else realizing? Uh, can you repeat it again? I didn't hear yeah, it. It's the admin of the contract. So the creator of the contract um, decides to, to migrate. Um, so th this may be something where, you know, maybe the admin of the contract can be a multi-sig um, or like a DAO. And then they can decide whether or not to do that. Oh, my gosh. It should just be the DAO of whatever collection it is. Yeah, so, 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 so this might help alleviate some of those concerns, right? The community can decide if they want to do that because there are instances, right, where, where the creator may have vanished or, you know, isn't very active and the community wants to take it over. That's a yeah. phenomenal solution. Yeah, yeah that's great. Uh, Sebi, you had your hand up? Yeah, I just wanted to um, say I just went through this process you are just discussing. And uh, I had to recreate the, the, the correct uh, metadata for, I think from my um, all one collection, it was, was like 30 pieces that had uh, some hiccups in, and typos in, in the metadata. And I wanted to change them, of course, because it's more beautiful if it's what it should be, right? And not like a trait that's called A and that makes no sense. So I tried to get rid of this. And then I found out when I migrate to the other contract, I can do that actually, and I was pretty happy to do that. <laughs> um, as you said, uh, some some of the earlier collections um, run into these problems, and I think it's it's very good uh, feature for the for the creators. And I really like this this idea of uh, if you if you freeze the collection afterwards, I saw there is there is one uh, possibility to do that in the studio. Um, there would be, it would be interesting to have one of these icons or something somewhere saying this uh, thing can't be changed anymore. I think that's a beautiful idea and solution for that problem. 
I'll give you a simpler solution, Sebi, to the whole metadata thing. Just uh, just do what we did with the joke collection and just completely scuff it. Our attributes were like guy, person, hat, and every single one had exact even like uh, rarity traits. <laughs> okay, I'm, kid- right. I'm kidding, of course. Yeah, but got, was, got, got the idea. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course, but it was fun. Yeah, we were setting yeah. that up and no, my dad was like, what should we do for attributes? And I was like, whatever you want <laughs> whatever you want <laughs> in my case it's more like the 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 creative parts of the drawing that the computer puts together right so i wanted them to make some sense and there's a lot like the um still minting okay <laughs> uh, but my second collection is 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 very complicated in how it's put together there's so many layers and so much information so at least for me or for the for the owner i wanted to give them some something and there is of course some easter eggs and whatever um, and it's fun I, I really like this metadata stuff but if you if you finish this and you put it out there and there's some little mistakes ah you can't sleep anymore you know so i was happy to be able to change them and uh, then i want to when it, when it's done i want to say okay that's it um, fine uh, give me this button there you know or this this symbol of of i can't change anything anymore because exactly uh, nfd the n is the problem if you can change anything you know yeah i totally understand um and yeah it's it's uh it's an interesting conversation we're having right um because yeah like we said earlier like they're supposed to be completely immutable and not changeable but that's not human nature (laughs) so we have to figure out how to work with people and real problems all right guys um timmy yeah um there's something you wanted to shout about right um, I could, uh, but I, I I don't want to feel like I, I came up here just to show one of my projects. I was really just interested in digging into that question because both both of the other guests here are like one of one. So I thought it was thought it was cool. But um, now feel free to. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I've always I've never been a huge NFT guy actually. Um, like I've seen the fun in them. I've seen the value. I've also seen a lot of scams, which kept me wary, but um, always been a massive fan of the tech. Like I'm really excited for NFTs to start to be used for identification type purposes or in games and stuff, that sort of thing. But um, because of Stargaze purely um, bad kids, which Zeke uh, gave me one of back in the day. And then the Joe collection, I've, I've changed my mind a bit. I, I, I see the appeal. I see the community. It's very fun. Um, and so I'm currently working for a team that's building a new wallet for the interchain. Um, actually, the only thing I'll say about the wallet is we're integrating Stargaze uh, and other NFP platforms in a really like native way. So no longer will you have to load up a DApp browser or go to the stargaze site you can still do that if you want but you should just be able to go to the nft section of your wallet and you see everything there from stargaze to omniflex to wherever else and you know you can interact with them and just making it really accessible for new users uh but along with that wallet uh i got to put together an nft collection that we're going to be uh dropping on stargaze no mint at all so this isn't like a profit generating thing really just kind of marketing fun community um primarily community in that every single attribute um and the visuals that go with them is the name of like a chain or a project in the cosmos so like 
There's head accessories for Osmosis, Stargaze, The Hub, etc. Um, there are backgrounds that fit. Uh, there's a, you know, Cosmo Spaces background. There's a couple cool Terra Spaces backgrounds. Um, one with a Joe in there that I think you might like, Finn. I don't know if you're here listening or just recording, but um, so we're going to be dropping this along with the wallet just as like a, a representation of the wallet itself, just right, like really interchain, bringing chains together, unifying things. Um, the collection, as I put it together, had 18.4 million possible permutations. And I, I just ran a random gener- generator on uh, most of them. I, I did like a thousand handcrafted custom ones. But for the 9,000 there, there's a chance there are some repeats in there. But statistically, I think every one in this collection will be like a one of one or at worst, like a one of two, which was just kind of interesting and fun. And, you know, there's no price for it. So we can just play around with weird kind of distributions like this. Um, yeah, so that, that's something that's coming soon. And what else oh i i guess the biggest part is what's the purpose of these besides some fun and marketing um we want to make a dao on stargaze with them where they are the governance tokens uh, for the for the dao and our users get input on the direction the wallet progresses so let's say some new chain launches and it's like not a standard SDK chain, or maybe it's a weird EVM or something, and it would take some extra development to like implement. Uh, we can let our community voice like how much of a priority that should be. You know, like if you're holding these NFTs um, and you're you're in the DAO, and we hear everyone like, yeah, make like we want access to this chain ASAP. Like it's the hot new thing. Like we're going to hear that and respond to it. Um, and way later down the road, like an idea we're playing with, although we're not even near there technically at all, is um, if we ever convert to a smart contract wallet, the DAO could actually have direct control over it rather than just signaling. Um, but that's a whole other basket of worms that would be like way later down the road. But yeah, so that's that's some fun stuff we have coming up. I appreciate you giving me a moment to talk about it. I could go on and on about it, so I'm going to stop there. <laughs> Very exciting. Now we um we we could use an NFT focused wallet in the cosmos, so it's exciting to see what you guys are building. Yeah, right. yeah, I think I think wallets are just crucial for um, mass adoption, really. Like just general, like if I'm thinking of my mom or anyone else getting into crypto, it it all starts with the wallet being fun, intuitive, easy, and accessible. Hey, Seth, you had your hand up. Yeah, just because the term one of ones, um, as far as I'm aware of that, oh, yeah, sure, each one of them is different. So it's a one of one, right? So all all my, how many are they? 8,000 pieces plus are one of ones. But I think this term is a little complicated as, as this space of NFTs evolves and stuff. I think one of ones is used for pieces that are actually uh not computer generated as yeah, much as yeah. the collections right stuff like that so yeah but uh, so i have only one of ones <laughs> i just wanted to throw that in <laughs> no that's i've been noticing as i've been more involved with nfts that there is some like language colloquial type stuff that we need to iron out um because yeah what i was talking about like so nine thousand of our collection are one of ones as far as rarity, 
but they're just generated through a, a random generator. Whereas another thousand are also one of ones, but more what you're talking about. Like I actually handcrafted and picked what went together and did custom stuff. And just they both kind of fit the term one of one, but they definitely mean different things. I totally agree. Yeah, I just wanted to 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 make that uh, understandable because um, even in my bigger collections, I have one of ones like in the in the uh, um, um, all one collection. I have hand painted ones as well, like only three pieces, and then I have the generated ones on top. So these ones have different metadata, and so it's 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 distinguishable from each other, right? I think we should figure out this language too, because otherwise yeah. there's the risk of someone like me coming along and saying I made a collection of 10,000 that are all one of ones. And that kind of diminishes the work that someone like you put in um, with the different meaning of one of ones. And like, that's not cool because like you definitely probably spent a lot more time on those um, than I had to. Well, I actually had endless hours of tech troubleshooting, but not doing actual art. Um, but yeah, like I think it is important to figure out terms like this because there's a big difference there. Like if if people start seeing massive collections of thousands that all claim to be one of ones, it's going to be less impactful when like a dedicated smaller artist like you comes around and says, "I have these one of ones for sale." So like, cool, one of ones aren't special; they're everywhere. So maybe we need to figure out yeah. some terms. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is the work of, of art historians to do, right? I studied art history, so I digged a lot into this uh, uh, terminology of, of what art is and what term stands for what and what does this mean and so on and so forth. Um, like realistic art, what does that mean? It's a, it's a period of, 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 of style in a, in a certain uh, time frame, right? So, yeah, this is uh, science, actually. And uh, I think we we need another uh, maybe ten years to <laughs> work on that. <laughs> and the thing with English is no one can regulate it. We don't have any kind of central authority on that. Uh, Cosmos Kiwi, you got your hand up. Yeah, it's good. It's a good discussion. I think probably most people can recognize that you know, for example, our collection and every Kiwi is technically unique, but it's got different traits and they're combined in different ways and. I think most people will kind of understand that that collection is not one of one and most people wouldn't describe it as a one of one. Um, and yeah, obviously different to other people's collections where they, uh, you know, clearly put each collection is each piece is, you know, generated from the ground up. And so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's an interesting thought that actually, you know, you could call them both one of one, but uh, I think in, in practice, people are just describing it as one of one if it's sort of handcrafted. Did you, just to go back to that wallet, did you mention? Did you mention what the wallet was called? Or I don't know if we can pin it on the. I that... am the worst marketer ever. I might not have. <laughs> I don't think I didn't hear it. I yeah, I, I, I will wallet. pin it to the top right now if that's okay. But it's taboo t a b u, and then oh, the actual right? handle here on Twitter is taboo okay. app. But just it's the too, word app out there. It is too taboo to talk about. Is that is that the yeah, marketing exactly? Song? We're we're making crypto taboo again. I see. Um, yes. I had, I Thank had you for asking about, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought I wasn't sure. Yeah, I, uh, I wasn't sure I caught it. Um, I got a question about DAOs. I don't know if, if maybe this has already been talked about. You you mentioned to me about the voting power being weighted towards the NFTs. Um, so is voting power going to be on NFT ownership, or is it also going to be 
token weighted or uh, or both? For in our case, uh, it'll be purely our NFT collection um, as like okay. governance tokens. But I imagine Ruan might want to speak on like. Uh, I'm sure you could also do stars or even hybrid ones. Yeah, I think I think for the V1, it's going to be like each NFT you own will will be one vote within the DAO. Um, there are cool things you can do with, you know, where the more rare NFTs have more voting power. Um, and we're looking into how to do that, but I think the, the V1 will be based upon each individual NFT you own. Oh. Yeah. That's super. In addition to um, eventually adding, like, voting power by rarity, it would also be yeah. cool to have the option for the opposite which is you get one vote if you hold one of this collection. doesn't matter if you hold 50 or one or if it's rare or whatever. Because um, like that's kind of, that's kind of the, the system I want to use for something else that I'm not going to get into now. But um, yeah. Yeah, you can definitely, you can definitely do that. Um, there's a way as well, though, you can game that pretty easily, though, right? You can just distribute all of your NFTs into like a bunch of different wallets and then they could all vote. Um, and then the people who don't do that kind of lose out of that governance. True. But yeah, I mean, there's a, like everyone wants to govern different, right? Just like uh, people want mutable and immutable collections. Um, some people may want more weight on more rare NFTs because they're valued much higher, right? Like if you have more stars, you have more votes in governance, right? If you have a more rare NFT that's worth more stars, should you have more more weight in governance? Um, it's a conversation for each community to have. Ruan, do you know, um, I know we want to try and be one of like the, the very first DAOs that launch when the contracts go live. If we were to set up with that initial model where it's one NFT to one vote, would it be easy enough to like convert or transfer that to the rarity-based model going forwards? Because we definitely do have... Uh, a rarity system in, in ours, this one, unlike the Joe's? Uh, you know, I can't, I can't speak to that, but I, I'm pretty sure that it would be. I think, I think it'd probably be something that's just more or less like a, uh, like a toggle button or like a migration to do that. Uh, I don't think, I, I think that's or something that's spinning up a new DAO one. actually, right? Because a collection could be the governance token for multiple DAOs, I assume. Yeah. Yeah, no, so yeah, there, there's no reason why why that wouldn't be the case. Yeah, okay, cool. Very cool. So yeah, you can also just spin up another DAO and abandon the old one, I guess, if you want. Yeah, to. and in our case, it's a signaling DAO, so like that's not a big deal anyways. It's not like, you know, you're spinning down something and making a transition that people might be sketched out by, so. That's super yeah, exciting. For, for, for yours, it also kind of makes sense to have a DAO as well, right? Because there's a, a redistribution of um, um, component to it. Yeah, we're looking forward to that uh, going online. I think it's going to be really exciting. Um, yeah, for sure. I think um, oh, I guess the community is going to be... Sorry. No, I, so, I do this thing when I think out loud sometimes. I cut you off. Please continue. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I mean, we've got people who, yeah, I mean, the keys are, I guess we can hook the keys up to the die. That would make the most sense. Um, that would make all the number of Kiwis. Yeah, I'd have to think about how to set it up. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it coming online for sure.
I think it's going to be really important in directing um, the community. And Queen Kiwi's got lots of cool ideas for the enemies of the Kiwis. And yeah, yeah. Sorry, go on, Timmy. So it, it sounds like this won't be your last question. And not uh, even a question, just a thought I had. Like with this DAO yeah. setup, you can do interesting stuff. Like I, I think I'm going to do this with the Joes once available. Um, have all of the royalties from a collection go to the DAO that is governed by that collection. Like that'll be that's yeah. super cool. I think. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people want to do that. Um, I think I think Wolfman also is talking about doing that as well. Yeah, we've gone for zero percent royalties at the moment. Um, I don't know how the new pseudo swap was it infinity pool. Sorry, will work. Uh, I guess the revenues um, could be directed to the DAO. Yeah, so um, for infinity swap, you'll be able to choose a different royalty percentage than what you have for marketplace. So um, you can lower your royalty. Well, you can't lower anything from zero, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Probably won't yeah, be profitable. Okay, so for someone like Selby, yeah, you can have different royalties on on Infinity Swap as you would Marketplace, uh, which kind of makes more sense for like the one of ones or more rare ones. Like for Infinity, it's generally like the floor uh, NFTs which are gonna have the which will be using the Infinity most. So what what's going to be the advantage of the Infinity? Uh, pull over the marketplace. Um, you know, if you if you have a bunch of NFTs, you can just create a pool. You can set a curve on how you want to sell or how you want to buy NFTs. Um, and it's generally you generally if you generally don't care about the the NFTs and you're like, hey, I want I just want like you know ten kiwis at like the lowest price. It'll route you through the pools to get you that. Um, whereas in the marketplace, you could choose each individual uh, NFT you want. Now we do have collection bids, right? So there's a little bit of overlap there, uh, but in general, uh, marketplace is going to be for for stuff that is more rare um, than than regular floor NFTs. Okay, cool. Um, all right, guys, we we're all past our hour here, but this has been a super fun conversation. Um, I don't think we have any more people that want to come up and chat, but uh, Sebi and Cosmos Kiwis, is there anything you want to leave us with? Yeah, yeah, just because I see uh, White Marlin uh, here in the room. Um, thanks for this. Uh, I just saw it on your account. There is more people, but thanks for the uh, tokenomics update thing. I was really stoked to see that there's changes coming. I was really, really happy because I'm one of these idealists. Um, I, I didn't take any anything out you know i put everything into staking securing the network and i, I, I really i really i really enjoy seeing that there's changes coming <laughs> thanks yeah thanks a lot white marlin um setmos um i think cosmos DeFi drill and some others who are helping out there you guys are pretty amazing uh yeah just wanted to say thanks Stephen, for coming um thanks to the stargaze team for hosting these uh, spaces and having such a great platform to share work with and build communities. Um, thanks to Starty and Circan for bearing with me in the Discord, setting up the project. Um, thanks to sort of all the members of my community have been really, um, it's been really, I guess, heartening and really encouraging to get really good feedback about the Kiwis. And um, it's really encouraging. It makes us want to do a lot more. 
Um, thanks to all the collaborators, been very open. Um, you know, lots to name, but Bernie, Bernie, for example, been very active. Uh, Barto, Tom D, Benjamin Stars, DLX, loads of great members of our community. Probably missed off a few. Um, I'm sorry about that. And uh, yeah, thanks, thanks to everyone for coming. Thanks to Terra Spaces. I can see here, you're always recording our spaces, and think really incredibly important um, to document everything and that you know we can go back and listen to. And it's really, really, really great dedication. Um, I don't know how he does it. So yeah, great. Thank you so much, everyone. Great. Yeah, thanks everyone for joining, and uh, to me and Stardy for coming up and chatting with us as well. Uh, everyone have a great Freshman Friday tomorrow, and we'll see you next week. Uh, bye, guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Stargaze Week 64 Creator Chat, recorded on Thursday, May 25th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And did you know, if you want to find all the Stargaze spaces on one easy-to-find spot stargazespaces.org they say rapping is the gateway bringing home great pay checking that replay sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way i make about three bucks for every thousand plays so add it up and do the math on that financially speaking why the fuck would anybody want to rap but in this reality the money comes from doing shows but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows i guess you could rap on cameo i've been asking all my friends if i can rap on the patio six Beat, motherfucker, step the fuck back Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday and I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception, the base stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties These sums of money that go to the record label per playback Can seem insultingly small Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent Each time someone listens to one of their tracks Leaving only some portion of that for the actual artist. They can't even say they're making pennies, pennies, pennies per play. Until they can figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund them. Pennies, 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 pennies per play. Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression. Got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish. Out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Aw, shit. Now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We did have any loose ends you know what i miss listening to excuses now we're on the fence like we forgot how to choose that's what happens when people don't know what's true in the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom in the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabbit dog like a fake mate and called at the zoo it's looking like the view is getting disappointed too i'm working on the new shit trying to produce it. it's what i'm willing to go through when i'm making my music